Welcome to Bit Different. Welcome back. Episode three. So what's new in your life? Oh, this whole week that's passed. It's I feel terrible. Nothing ever really. Oh, well, there's some new stuff. There's new things happening. Non-work things because I'm always working. But uh, um, outside of gaming, uh, Todd and I just made a very big purchase a couple weeks ago, and we finally got to take advantage of it. We uh, got a new bed. Oh wow. Yeah, it's weird. It's like Love a, it, machine. It's a very adult purchase to like buy a new bed just because they're ch- they're not cheap. We bought a uh, a Lisa mattress, which is similar to a Casper kind of thing. It's uh it's like a latex and memory foam thing that comes through the mail, all rolled up, about the size of a water cooler. Mm. And um, but I got to unroll the mattress. He waited for me to get there because he knew he I wanted to uh, see it grow from you know water cooler size to giant bed size. That's my favorite part of the day is sleeping. So Right? It's like my favorite part of the day and my least favorite part is getting out of bed. Yeah, there are two things you do most of your life if you live in L.A. One is sleeping, possibly, <laughs> and the other is sitting in your car. So you better have a good one of both of those. <laughs> How's about you? What are you up to? Uh, um, not much. I went back home and helped a friend move all weekend and, you know, brought out my muscles and it was fun. I got to see friends. I got to have dinner with my dad, and that's about it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm Satine, by the way, halfway <laughs> through the podcast. <laughs> and I'm Rob. Did I introduce myself? No. Eh. But that's because I asked a question way too yeah, soon. It's, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, well, that's that's awesome. You actually that you you drove out of town to help someone to help move. A friend move. But guess what? I did get to play many hours of, which is very exciting to me. Hmm. The um, Smash Brothers for the Wii U. Oh, yeah, yeah. The newest yeah. one. Yeah. It's so fun. Was that Smash Brothers Brawl? Isn't that Brawl? No, it's actually I, just Smash Brothers for the Wii U, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Brawl was for the Brawl Wii. Brawl was for the Wii. Yeah. yeah. The main reason I wanted to play it was because I wanted to be Bayonetta. Yeah, I was about to ask who your character was. Help. She's DLC, though, isn't she? She's DLC. So, so who was your character then? So um, I used Zero Suit Samus. Okay. And she's dope. I'm a regular Samus guy myself. Really? I well, Metroid is one of my favorite series, and so I just gravitated towards Samus in her suit. There was this article that came out last year that was very controversial, where one of the creators of Samus said that she's actually supposed to be transgender. Really? And he, you, this is this came out last January, I think, and he said that she's supposed to be new half, which is apparently the japanese derogatory term for a transgender person Mm. i think it's kind of cool new half like i know people don't like to think in binaries especially if you're trans but i think the term new half is pretty dope well it it, it's interesting because it doesn't it's not grounded in gender as we know it at all it's it's not it uh, sounds sci-fi yeah it it sounds very modern and very future yeah uh, in in that it sounds nearly um like it should be in mass effect yeah it's i was gonna say it sounds it sounds nearly like a a, like a biotic science kind of right thing that's kind of cool i'm a krogan i'm an asari (laughs) i'm a new half but i can see how some people would would um not be on board right so anyhow when that article came out I went in a, a Twitter war with this guy who wrote this stupid rant. And I wrote back saying, you know, just because they say she's trans, it may or may not be so. It may not be like because that's not who she is in the game. Mm-hmm. Just it was the creator who wanted it to be. Yeah. 
I said, don't disrespect her. She's trans and she's not trans. She's still a, a woman. Yeah. And then we went back and forth and then all these people got involved. I hate Twitter wars. The internet is... I eventually just had to step away and say, this is stupid. It's like arguing with air. Yeah, the internet is win. a very frustrating place Yeah. sometimes. And my other favorite character to play is Shulk. Shulk. Shulk is the hero from um, Xenoblade Chronicles. Okay, I've put so little time into the Wii U Smash Brothers. I had no idea that was a character in it. Yeah, and you can even be in his underwear. Really? Like you can in Xenogears when you don't have any armor on. And I was like, <laughs> this is kind of cute, but how old is this kid supposed to be? <laughs> a little jail baby. <laughs> but don't worry, I looked. He's supposed to be 18. We're good. Oh, good, good. <laughs> well, I would think that Nintendo wouldn't get you know too saucy if it wasn't semi-okay. Yeah, well, he looks... <laughs> I don't know if he looks 18, but... <laughs> I had no idea that Bayonetta was 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 uh, for purchase. Like, or I guess I might have known that, but I immediately forgot. Yeah, so that was a bummer. We didn't get her. I was like, I have this thing against DLCs that you have to pay for. I'm just like, you should be able to earn them in the game, but you already paid for the game. They all want to make more money, but well, yeah, I need to I need to get the paid expansions for the Smash Brothers for um for Wii U and uh, 3DS because mm-hmm. I just hooked up the Wii U again. Like I decided it was time to move on, and uh, I packed it away, and then um I received a game code for some Wii U stuff that I wanted to play, so I pulled it back out, hooked it up, downloaded oh, well, those things. Well, what game? Uh, it's a game that um there's another podcast I was listening to where they they were ranting and raving about this uh, this game, and I was very curious and I looked up videos of it and I was like, well, it looks a little J poppy to the point where like, I don't really think that this will be a game I can do mm-hmm. or tolerate Tokyo Mirage sessions. F E sharp. Oh yeah. And yeah. Like the videos, I was like, I don't know if this really that looks, looks really like something fun. I want to do, but everyone says it's really good. Yeah. I'm going to play it with you. That looks so cool. I want to be there and watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about this? Conan Exile that you posted on our Twitter feed that has naked balls and penises floating all over the screen. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, um, actually, can I steal that pen for one quick second? I need to jot something down. Yes. Um, so uh, very professional here as I, I do this. No, we like um, that. So I are you drawing a penis? Yes, of course I'm drawing a penis. <laughs> if, if, if we're on the topic, one must like, draw one. This is the tip, <laughs> and these are the balls. So I. Uh, <laughs> there was uh it popped up in my my rss feed conan exile is it mm-hmm. and uh couldn't even tell you what the full title was because i only remember what i want to remember from it <laughs> uh, so it's conan exile and it's currently in steam early access and it has a uh a very involved um character creation screen and uh in it if you are playing as a, a woman it lets you change the bust size And as a man, it lets you, it has an endowment slider. And uh, literally, it can go from sort of acorn on balls to like, (laughs) to this sort of swinging dong type situation. And uh, I wonder if you have a longer or a bigger dick. That means your character is more powerful. <laughs> I think it's literally just so there's a internet. Just for vanity's purpose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and even then, you don't have, 
you're not going to see the dick all the time. Eventually, you're supposed to be able to craft clothing so you can I would never. protect yourself. Well, yeah, why bother at that yeah. point? Or I would just have armor on top and nothing on bottom. Well, some leggings, some crotchless leggings. <laughs> and um, one person uh, tweeted, oh, thank God, I can finally, I was finally able to craft some armor so I don't look so stupid. And they're wearing armor on the top half and completely bottomless on the bottom uh-huh. half. And so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to see... Um, especially male nudity represented in games. I don't know. If it's not legal in television, why would it be legal in games? Well, I think I think there's a thing. I'm because not... it's not hard or? <laughs> well, that I imagine is part of it. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure the rules on it because I have to read up on it whenever I am uh, looking into sort of this sort of stuff. But the ESRB is the ratings board for video games. And um, I think... If your game is not sold in stores, hmm. if it's only digital, I think you can avoid a rating. I'm not sure because this game, this game also isn't even released yet. It's or yeah. it's not officially available. It is in Steam early access, so it is available to purchase. But the game yeah. is not done. There's well, lot, they add insult to injury. They do have a vanity cam where you can <laughs> check out your character from all angles and take photos and videos and stuff kind of like what they did in the in the reviews yeah the guy doing the squats yeah but i i was looking at the game the actual game and i mean it looks beautiful but then the frame rate's so choppy the everything it's like it skips a cell or a frame i don't know well that's that's also probably a symptom of it being in early access just because gotcha. the game's not done it's it's in a pretty much I don't think early access is like con- a beta is, state. It, it might be like a beta state. I'm not sure where it fits in the alpha, beta, you know, and then towards finish situation. Um, but the early access is a great way for them to sort of work out the kinks and have people play it, give feedback. It, of course, made me start thinking about, like, I made a quick little list of noteworthy wangs in uh, in games. Yes. If, if, uh, I'm if excited. is into that. Um, so a lot of everybody people, is <laughs> a lot of people said like move over rust there's a new dick game in town when when conan happened there's a game called rust uh, i think that's the full title i'm not 100 on that um i actually never played it it's only for pc one that co- gets covered a lot is custer's revenge for the like i think it was for the atari or maybe it's for the pc where you play as this uh guy with a giant erection like old you know eight like uh, very pixely atari generation kind of mm, stuff mm-hmm. and you're um trying to cross this desert where there are hazards coming down from the sky to rape a uh, Native American woman who's, I think, tied to a cactus. Oh, yeah. I yeah. have heard about this game. Much has been talked about that. It's not the most... Uh, gra- I mean, it's graphic in its concept. It's not graphic in its execution, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one a lot of people talk about. Um, I know that in some of the Leisure Suit Larry games, they actually did show his dick. Really? Very pixely. Uh, but like in Leisure Suit Larry 3... When you're walking around the gym, if you walk towards camera, there it is. There's also there's a camera angle from underneath, from the ground up, so you see like balls and stuff when he's in the shower. It's like it was kind of. I mean, it's it's very non-sexualized, yeah. even though the whole game is about getting laid. Um, so it's kind of that's another one that was kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> this this is an unofficial dick game. Which uh, one? Spore. Do you know that one? It's from the guy who made The Sims, I believe. God, I've never heard of most of these games. Well, Spore was another PC title, and it's a game where you develop organisms, and then they evolve and stuff, and like you are sort of creating like a 
world sort of and um a lot of people are just making characters that look like uh dick and balls yeah it just sort of became the thing of like all right we're just gonna make another character that just looks like a dick and balls yeah um and so that sort of became a internet thing for a minute but now we're on to the more the more uh modern stuff yes tell me when i've heard of well, one of the, one, <laughs> of the <laughs> one of the first like i noteworthy things uh of a, a an on-screen dick uh was GTA 4 expansion, The Ballad of Gay Tony. Okay. I never played that expansion, but I played GTA 4. What's well, I and uh in that I hear it's a good a good expansion. Yeah. I, hear, I hear both expansions. I hear he is, good. he's one of like the best gay character storylines also. Yes. Like, the best queer character storylines. That's what I I've, I've heard as well cuz yeah, he's he's a normal dude, happens to be gay. Yeah. Um and uh the, the, I believe it's not even the gay Tony character. It's another guy who ends up, like, you know, uh, bearing his, his junk towards camera. And he's very bushy. It's all bush. Mm. And uh, a very low-detail penis. Needs to manscape. But it's Make still it there. bigger. Yeah, but it's there. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then, um, then uh, one that I really remember that stuck out in my head that was really important. Well, we'll get, actually, we'll get this one last because it's kind of interesting. Um, the Order 1886 was um, a game for the PS4. Yeah. And that game has one of the, I won't say best looking, but it has one of the most detailed on-screen wangs in a video game I've ever seen. What? Like, you bust in. Nobody on, played that game. Well, I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um and like uh, at one point you bust in a room while a guy is banging a prostitute and he gets out from under her and he's uh and you're fighting with him like i think he has a gun or a knife or something so you're fighting him and he's naked he's naked he's and slapping you with it <laughs> nearly uh-huh. but no, and 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 the camera dips down there and it's like it is a very detailed penis the internet wrote all about it cuz i mean at this point it is kind of interesting like no one writes about you know, impressive breasts in a video game. Yeah. But um, at this point, uh, a, a dick is still something special. Yeah. In, but in games. You know, you've seen breasts for years in video games, yeah. television, whatever. Penis is, this, yeah, few it's, and far between. Yeah, you don't see the, a lot of the those. final frontier here. Yeah. Um, I think Conan Exile is going to make it boring. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, dicks, yawn. What? Um, yeah. And then uh, my personal favorite, Dante's Inferno. For the for last generation, so it was PlayStation oh, Three, yeah. Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and uh, it came out I think within a month or two of God of War Three. But um, one of the more noteworthy things in it was that at the very end, when you encounter the devil, he has you know the sort of goat legs and all that, and he has the most giant fucking swinging dick. What? Like, not kidding. I have to look this up. It is. He has a giant. Like, dick and balls. Like, just huge set. Oh, my and God. And during the final battle, uh, I'd say don't check YouTube because I think YouTube actually flags it and takes it down. No. What yeah. do I check? I, don't, I have no idea. Just try, try, try Googling it. I don't know. Um, maybe there's an image result for it. But um, And during the fight at one point that you have with him, he takes flight. And when he's flying, the dick physics are very real. Dante Inferno devil dick. That's what I'm <laughs> This sounds like a, a search that could be real interesting. Um, and yeah, and the, while you're playing the, the final bat- battle, like, I mean, at one point the camera was kind of behind him, and I was like, wow, there's a bunch of backball here. Oh my God. <laughs> Hold on, let me, I have to come around so I can see this picture. Oh wow, it's huge. Yep, that's it. 
and he's is he circumcised no he's not circumcised the devil's a natural man he's very natural and then uh like I remembered playing Dante's Inferno, this and this is everything. And like every time you see Beatrice, his wife, her her dress is torn, and she always has a boob hanging out. And um, the one of the bosses is Cleopatra. She's topless, and uh, little infant, like unbaptized infant babies, crawl out of her nipples. The game's fucking weird, but it's great. Uh, and there's so much uh, female nudity in it. I think it was it's sort of expected. And then when you suddenly see a giant devil dick. And then during the ending, Dante is Dante's actually stripped nude at the end of the game and like walks away from camera naked and um, you see a little bit of like side junk at the very end of him. But I, I actually my hat was off to them for for having what I feel is like the artistic integrity to kind of hold the sexes yeah. equal to a degree. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the the female nudity was a little gratuitous and and unnecessary, but at least. You know, they they had some naked men by the time they were done, and they didn't shy away from it. Because that's the thing. They could have pulled an Austin Powers and always put, like, a spice rack or something, you know, in front of them. Oh, well. But yeah. th- they just were like, look, we're going to let it swing. So, so cool. Anyway, that's my quick little, that's Rob's minute on male nudity in video oh my games. my God. Well, I wish I had, I had never played any of those games, so I didn't, I had nothing to say about them. But. Do you still have your PlayStation 3 hooked up? I do. Oh, man, I have to bring Donnie's Inferno. You have to play it. It's a good game anyway. Okay, I'll have to play it. Yeah, I have it. Um, but that leads me to my crush of the week. Ooh. Who is Dante from uh, Devil May Cry. If you haven't played it, so Dante doesn't have white hair in the reboot. But there is a cute little, like, cut scene where he gets, like, a little wig on him. <laughs> and he's like, I would never do that. And in the opening scene, he's in his trailer completely naked with a little uh, blanket on top of him. This demon is coming after him. So you think you're going to fight this creature nude, which <laughs> is what you really hope for. But what happens is he jumps through his trailer and as he noodly, is that a word? <laughs> noodly jumps through the air, kind of like floats through. As you said, it Austin powers him and there's a pizza in front of his dick. Yeah, which seriously, if there's go- if you're going to cover up a dick with anything, it better be a slice of pizza. Oh, God. Right? It's still tasty. <laughs> and um, it's a really good intro. So if you haven't seen it, we'll have to post it on Twitter. And that is a great mm-hmm. game anyway, really. Yeah. It has the um, style of like Bayonetta. I think the Bayonetta guy came from Devil May Cry. Like, I think he, yes, he worked on it. Yes, I think you're that. right. Yeah. I, there's similar, but is it there's similar DNA. Company. Yes, it's different, different company, company, but there is similar DNA in the developer, the actual people. Yeah. Uh, but you know, also, the um, guy who voices Dante, his name is Tim Phillips. He's really cute. Is he? He's really cute. But here's the crazy thing. So he is actually the voice or the face model for the character Virgil. Okay, because so the voice of Dante is the face of Virgil, <laughs> which is funny because yeah, Dante or like Dante is very cute, and yeah. Virgil is also a very handsome character. Yeah, and, very handsome. But the funny thing is, I actually, I mean, yeah, I definitely remember thinking like, wow, Dante's you know, good looking guy. Uh, Virgil's voice though, I loved. He had a good voice. Well, Dante's or you know, Virgil's it's more booming. Virgil's voice is yeah, it's a little more uh, imposing, and it's also a little bit more. Um, I want to say controlled, but yeah, Dante's the crazy one. Yeah. Virgil is the straight-laced dude in yeah. a very long coat. 
you know, yeah, kind he's of like the militant versus the bad boy. Yeah, because yeah, Dante's a rebel, yeah, and, totally. and and Virgil is just you know handsome. Yeah, but that that opening sequence, I swear, that <laughs> just changed my life when I saw it the first time. And it definitely sort of changed the 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 tone of the series because. Devil May Cry 1 through 4 did not have anything like that. No, like, it wasn't slapsticky. It yeah. Wasn't, yeah, the whole scene is very comedy sorts, but cause Devil May Cry wasn't. Yeah. It's a good series. I hope they do another, but I haven't heard anything. Well, yeah, I haven't heard anything about that one. Um, and I know that Ninja Theory, the people who made it, they moved on to a new franchise. Um, it's called Hellblade. And it looks really great. I mean, I, I've I've enjoyed what Ninja, what Ninja Theory's made thus far. Um, delayed to 2017, so there's no actual specific date. Hmm. So, what are you playing right now? Like, what's the? Well, since I was gone all week, oh yeah, moving. I am um, finishing Titanfall two. Okay. So you've made a little bit more progress. I have to be at the end. I'm in like this huge Titan battle. Oh, all right then. So yeah, you might be towards the end. Well, the Titan battle happened. These people escaped with the the key or the the I forget what the device is called, but the All Spark. Yeah, basically, <laughs> <laughs> they took the All Spark, and now I have to go chase them in a jet. <laughs> so that's what's happening right now. But do you know what happened with Titanfall? Is it keeps um, fucking up and like the, the servers or no, is it the crashing? game is crashing. That's weird. Uh, I finished my fifth game of the year this year. I finished Resident Evil 7. It was awesome. It was so good. I did uh, I did half of it in VR, and then I did uh, half of it in normal 2D because I just I was doing long play sessions, and I my nerves were getting fried. Really? And it, yeah, it was no no physical discomfort. I heard it's scary. It, yeah, it's just it was scary. Well, it's like luckily you sort of get a little numb to it a little bit. I mean, you're still gonna always kind of be having this. Uh, you're gonna be on edge because that's what the game wants. Uh-huh. But um, to be honest, I feel like the first hour and a half were the scariest part of that game. After that, though, um, you sort of get wise to it, and you sort of you get more weapons, and so you start to feel more like a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, you're never just traipsing about being completely invincible but um you don't feel as helpless after the first hour and a half and it was it was so good and i'm actually about to buy the first set of uh expand expansion content for it they already have it out yeah like a lot of people were a little up in arms that um what one week two weeks like planned yeah one week or two weeks after the game was done or after it was released there's already a ten dollar paid bit of content um, but some people are saying it is some of the best puzzles in the game because in it you play uh, a character who's tied to a, or trapped in a bedroom, I think, and you have to sort of get out of bed and figure out some some environmental puzzles in the room mm. in order to escape. But you only have a limited amount of time before your captor comes back to you. And when your captor comes back, if they see that you've done anything in the room... <gasps> Oh, they know. Oh, it's that like, reminds me of Misery. It's just like Misery. Turn the bird. Yep, the penguin's always Turn facing south, southeast. <laughs> and so it's it's like that, where like you have to cover your tracks and make sure that oh it's you aren't gosh. caught. And I hear it's extremely tense. Very I hear it's extremely birdie. good. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait. I'm really, really excited. Oh my and god, very, I don't know if nervous. I could play that. I'm gonna pay the ten bucks just so I can do the the uh, the Misery simulator. <laughs> So without giving anything away, in this Resident Evil game, so you start off in a house. 
well, kind of, yeah. Okay. But you leave the house eventually. There's a, there's an, like, then there are other environments. We'll just say that. There are, there is like a, a sort of swamp area. There is an old house that's on the water. Uh, there are some other environments. Actually, so it's and, a huge property that has different yeah. pieces. And, and actually, now I think about it, you end up, you do end up leaving the property at one point. But, um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the game is, it's very solid. I want to say the, like maybe the last hour and a half, not my favorite, but I still, I had. It's always with games like that. It's like I had the such ending a good time, isn't the though. best part of the game. It's like the middle. Is well, and the, the, be- the beginning is so good. It, this game does not play hard to get. Like, or it doesn't, it's, it's not, you don't have to like work to find like the joy in it at the beginning. Uh-huh. It is so good and so effective. And by the time you get to the end, you're just on board because you're having a good time. And even if the end is a little not the best, it's still, it's a conclusion of an experience you really had a good time doing. It's, yeah. Yeah. Resident Evil 7 is a rockin' good time. And if you can handle it, I recommend playing it. And it's good even in 2D. It's not as scary, but it's still good. I think I'd have to do the 2D if I was going to play it at all, which I I think the last Resident Evil game I played was probably the first one. Really? Yeah. You didn't play Resident Evil 4? Uh-uh. That's like the big one. I played most of the like um, teaser, the teasers that come out before the game actually launches. Okay. But... I never played the actual game. It's like four. There's a reason why four is one of the most like re-released, remastered, you know, of the of the series. It's good, um, yeah. but it is more of an action game. It was the first to get rid of like the fixed camera angles, hmm. and it tethered the camera to your back, and it was very gunplay heavy. And um, but five, if you're into it, five has local co-op, and I don't know if. Um, Maybe down the line when we have uh, a game night, more and more mm-hmm. listeners that are into it that want to see us possibly stream this, we could maybe do a split screen stream like couch co op style. Okay, because that is a th- is a feature of Resident Evil Five. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Because, yeah. Yeah. Chris I'm down. Chris Redfield with the the new model of him where it looks like he's wedged a bunch of cantaloupes in his arms. Yeah, your favorite. And uh, and Sheva, who is super cool. Some coworkers of mine have been bullying me into playing. Um, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Oh, that's I. That's my favorite of all of them. It's a lot of people's favorites, and that's apparently my super favorite. And that's and where the the chickens come in, where you always get yes. attacked by chickens in games. That's yeah. where that comes from. I think it is also one of the first games that I can think of that I played that had a charged attack. Like, oh yeah. Like I don't remember ever charging a weapon before that game, but I could be wrong. Also the thing I like about it is the nostalgia because it's, you know, a top view like the first one. Yeah. And it's so cartoon looking and I just love it. That's one of the best games ever, I think. Also to make a point to just lay on the couch while Todd watches TV or something and do that cuz um Todd was watching a lot of TV in the last couple of weeks because uh, in in t- a two week period he watched all six seasons of Downton Abbey. Oh, I saw all six seasons of Downton Abbey, but I saw them as they were coming out, uh, so I had to wait. He marathoned them, and it was kind of hilarious because I was playing Resident Evil. At the oh time. yeah, we talked about yeah, that. and like I would be like, episode. oh, this this is a horrifically violent thing just happened to me, and he's like, he said he couldn't play lacrosse, but he could, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, wow, our entertainment is very different. <laughs> Uh, Maggie Smith has all the best lines in that they're a bunch of catty bitches especially Maggie Smith yeah 
Another thing that's not video game related, but I've been, I just finished Bitch Planet, which is another graphic novel. I need to step up my graphic novel game. You are on it. <sighs> Thank you. Uh, this one is really good. It's by Kelly Sue DeConnick, and the artist is um, Valentine Delandro. And basically, it's a feminist dystopian graphic novel set in a misogynistic future. It could just be uh, today, really. Right. That's, you know, I think about today. And also, um, The Handmaiden's Tale is becoming a, a TV event. Yeah, I've never read. I've never read. I've never you start read. sound like me. <laughs> I've never read The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, it's really good. Basically, women have no rights in both of these futures. And they're just there to service men. In um, The Handmaid's Tale, they're basically reproduction devices. But in this one, women who are the bad girls or the ones who somehow disappointed their husband or whatever, they're sent off to this planet called Bitch Planet, and it's a prison. What happens is they're basically abused and tortured, and a lot of it is even televised for viewers and audiences to watch just so that America could have great ratings on television. Wow. So it has all that worked into it. One of my favorite things about this graphic novel is that at the end of each, end of each episode is a <laughs> classified that's so cool. like a fake classified and they're fucking hilarious and i'm gonna read one please do actually i'm gonna read two Go this for one it. is a misconnection and it says long shot but here it goes 15 years ago some stupid 80s club in nyc you drunk we both smelled like Abercrombie and fitch me pushed up against a wall while you forced your hand in my pants i held the lit cigarette out in your face and you tried to talk my way to safety i regret that i missed my opportunity to rip your heart out and shove it still beating down your throat call me <laughs> and then that's excellent one is, um, what every girl should know your vagina is disgusting. It smells like the inside of a kangaroo pouch, and he doesn't want to touch you because of the grossness. But thankfully, new brand douche, perfected by a leading gynecologist, gently cleanses and refreshes, making you feel feminine and special. Because what's more special than a vag filled with vinegar and chemical daisies? Available in spicy cinnamon taco for the girl adventurer. Spicy cinnamon taco, eh? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love shit like that. Yeah, I really need to step up my graphic novel game. Yeah, that Pulp Fiction kind of. Well, and I love awesome a dystopic, man. you know, yeah. hellscape. That sounds yeah, great. Too. Some of my favorite um, movies ever are like those 80s post-apocalyptic. Like, um, have you ever heard the one um, Space Hunter? No. With Molly Ringwald? No. <gasps> we have to watch Movie it. Movie night. It's like better than Mad Max. Not the new <laughs> one, but the originals. <laughs> I think that's gonna that's gonna be it for this one. We're trying to keep this a little shorter, but uh, yeah, thank you for for joining us and follow us on the uh, the social medias. The podcast itself is at bitdiffpodcast on Twitter and Instagram, and you can always email us your thoughts, well wishes, threats, jokes, limericks, questions, whatever. <laughs> at uh, bit, I love a good limerick, right? At bitdiffpodcast at gmail .com. Yeah, and where and, can we find you? Um, I'm on Twitter at Satine the Dream, and I'm on Instagram at Satine the Dream, and I am on Twitch at just Satine, my first name. And uh, I am on Twitter at Fast Danger, and I'm on Instagram and Twitch at Mr. Gladstone, where Mr. is spelled out. Yes. 
Thank you so much for making this podcast successful. You beautiful babies, you. Thank you. Um, and please, 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 please rate and comment in iTunes because that's how we get followers. That's how people can find us. That's how they know we exist. And also just spread the good word. Tell people. Tell tell a friend. Tell someone who would appreciate 10 minutes worth of cyber dick talk. Oh my Seriously. God. We all, doesn't want that. We all have that person in our lives that just wants to hear about uh, ones and zeros in the shapes of dicks. <laughs> it is a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you. You've been listening to Bit Different. We'll catch you next All right. time. Ciao, Bye. <laughs>